Hello, my name is David Zock. I am a musician and I'm also an abolitionist. I have a rock band called Remedy Drive, which is my day job, and I volunteer with a counter-trafficking organization called the Exodus Road. My role at the Exodus Road is that of an undercover operative. I go into red light districts to find evidence of sex trafficking. Sometimes it's in the jungle, sometimes it's in the mountains. I've been to Latin America and Southeast Asia. We use covert camera gear. We use cyber forensics technology to find evidence of sex trafficking and then use that evidence to partner with local authorities to make raids that will result in arrests of these cartels and these mafias and these punks that are selling our daughters and sons, but also the rescue and the freedom of these girls and boys that are so precious to me. And when we do that, it sends a message to crime syndicate networks. It sends a message to somebody that is thinking about going overseas to buy somebody that's underage. Somebody's watching. Even when the whole world is looking the other way, someone is looking, somebody's paying attention and is looking out for these precious girls and boys. And that's what the Exodus Road does. This is the Edge of Adventure. I'm Adam Asher, inviting you to join me now as we get to know David Zock, his heart for music, his band Remedy Drive, and most importantly, his refusal to stand by and do nothing as he and the team at the Exodus Road help these precious people to find their way out. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. David Zock, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We have so much to cover today, an inspiring story, a story that's got a lot of sadness and a lot of heartbreak and a lot of pain in it, but also a very inspirational story because of the work that you and the Exodus Road are doing. So let's start there. Just tell me what the Exodus Road is, sort of an overview. You guys work hard to do what? We work hard to find and hopefully contribute to the freedom of people that are enslaved, find evidence of trafficking, uh, especially of kids, and then use that evidence to partner with authorities to make raids against the criminal networks that are trafficking these kids and uh, that result in arrests of the traffickers and rescuing these girls and boys out of trafficking. This is obviously a problem around the world and internationally. And I know that you, and we're going to also get to uh, your profession, you're a musician, you're a performer, you've got a rock band, Remedy Drive, which, by the way, fantastic band. I love the music. I love the sound. I love the heart behind what you guys do. Your heart is to help in this way and to serve this organization, the Exodus Road, by serving them in what particular capacity? Because I think it's a a fascinating and uh, awe-inspiring one. Well, it's hard to answer the question because it ended up being so many different capacities. I thought that our main contribution would be writing songs when we first started helping out. But now it's turned into recruiting other undercover operatives, volunteers, doing some of that undercover work myself, going overseas uh, to South America, to Southeast Asia, trying to rally a community of hopeful and loving people around the batter of freedom, which is the Remedy Drive's fan base, our, our friends, our families, to help buy spy gear, buy vehicles, and then continue to shine a light and tell the truth about slavery. 40 million people are enslaved today more than any other time in human history. And I want to be part 
of a group of people that throughout all of history, there's been slavery, but there's always been a group of people that have decided to use their platforms, use their sphere of influence, use their microphones like, like you are today and like I am today to say that we're alive today and we're not okay with this going on and trying to, like Bono says, tear a little corner off the darkness. And there's a lot of darkness, and it's uh, I have to be honest, right? I mean, there's a lot of darkness out there. Now, the great yeah. news is there's also a lot of light. There's a lot of goodness. I like to tell people, I still believe in good. I still yeah. believe in good. I've seen it too many times. And what you and people that you work with at the Exodus Road and also with your band, Remedy Drive, you guys are about the good things. Tell me, though, about the darkness, what's happening around the world as the, the problem with human trafficking is worse than it's ever been. Yeah. What is, and this has been an oversimplification, I'm sure, but what's happening and how then are you able to go as a volunteer, as somebody who's doing this out of the goodness of your heart, just doing it to help and to be of service? How are you able to contribute? If you're going and you're working undercover, uh, what part of the system or what part of that whole dark system are you uh, infiltrating? I love how you started the question with saying that there is light, you know, and when the light shines, the darkness can't comprehend it. So there's always goodness. There's always been that kernel of kindness throughout all human history of people that have stood up to different forms of evil, but this evil in particular slavery in 2020 looks a lot different in different parts of the world and different areas in the human trafficking endemic. Like there's shrimp boats that will take kids or men out to sea, fishing boats, then they'll never dock and, and they'll send small vessels out however often to collect fish. And those, those men and those boys end up just staying on those boats indefinitely. There's shrimp factories in Southeast Asia. There's brick kiln, like a mafia type organizations that will hold a debt over a man or a woman, and if they can't pay that debt off, they'll be forced into this labor to pay their debt off, and that, that debt keeps on getting higher. It's debt bondage, an example of debt bondage. There's similar forms to indentured service or someone that comes over from another country. They'll, they'll work with an agency that will take their passport from them when they arrive, and then without any sort of legal representation, they're not in the country legally, and they're forced to work to pay off this debt of that immediately upon arrival, the debt seven or 10 times what it was originally for the flight. And then the food and all that keeps on adding up. So there's labor trafficking, there's debt bondage, and then there's sex trafficking, which is through fraud, through force, through coercion. Uh, someone is selling someone else for sex against their will. And, or if that person's a minor, if that person's under 18, that's the definition of sex trafficking. And that's what we're there specifically to find evidence of. So we use hidden cameras. We use cyber forensics here. We use techniques that the Exodus Road has developed over the years to go into these darkness. Sometimes it's alleys. Sometimes it's hotels or dance clubs or nightclubs. Sometimes it's just a dirt hut in the middle of nowhere. Just looks like a place where you go and get a drink or get a meal in out in the jungle. But then you find out they're also selling teenage girls for sex. And so we go in to find evidence of it. And then we use that evidence to partner with authorities to convince them that something's happening here. Or sometimes they come to us and they say, we need your skill set. We need your technology. Can you help us prove that this trafficking is happening? So that's what we do. And then we partner with authorities to make raids against these establishments. They ended up in dismantling the criminal networks that are responsible for this, uh, which sends a message to everybody else that somebody's watching. 
My guest today for the Edge of Adventure podcast is David Zock, and he is joining us on behalf of the Exodus Road. And you can look up more information, find out more at theexodusroad.com, theexodusroad.com. You're also going to find him on social media and I'm putting the social media handles now for him and his band. And I think you're going to enjoy getting to know him and getting to know the music of his band and, and also the work of the Exodus Road. So you made a point. I think it's important to make sure everybody understands that this is something I think people tend to look away from the idea yeah. or the concept of slavery, modern day slavery. Yeah. It's easy for us to talk about slavery in a history book and to point to a particular moment in history or even at times a particular region of the country and think yeah. as if slavery existed isolated, right? Yeah, horrible thing that it was then horrible thing that it is now. And it's shocking, I think, for many of us when it kind of gets through to us that it is still happening and it's happening all around the world. And as you pointed out, it's different types, different types of slavery, yeah. and they're all horrible and, and, and devastating to think about. The sex trafficking trade, the sex trade, we call it, is... Um, also something that it's just easier to turn away, not to think about it, yeah. not to let your mind go there. And certainly we don't want to get into the specifics, but what are we talking about here? Are we talking about adult women? Are we talking about young children? Who's really being exploited and used and abused in modern day slavery like this? Well, it seems like that most of the kids entering in the sex trade are entering at an age of 13. And it's hard to describe and pin down because it looks different in different areas. And I think most people that know it just a little bit about sex trafficking have seen the movie Taken as an example. And that's an example of a way that it might happen. Maybe it's it's a couple girls traveling to Europe and they get kidnapped. That's pretty rare from what I've seen. There's agencies in Southeast Asia that exist that go up into the hill country and they convince poor farmers that they're going to offer their teenage daughters a better chance and take them down to the major city. These poor farmers believe that their girls are going to end up in like a service industry and in hotels or hospitality or restaurant. But instead when they arrive, and this is usually when I meet these girls, they're there on their first night or on their first week. And they find out that they're working in these brothels or in these dance clubs and commercial sex streets that exist to keep up with the demand for sex tourism from Westerners and people from other parts of the world that come to Southeast Asia or oftentimes in Latin America too, for the purpose of getting away with what they're there to do. That's more dangerous in a country like the United States. So it's teenage girls. It's sometimes young boys. Uh, we work at rescuing a lot of young boys in Southeast Asia. Sometimes it's cyber sex. Sometimes it's, um, most of the time it's in person. And then oftentimes it's, it's, it's women too. I meet a lot of women on the streets of Southeast Asia, and this sounds odd, that are from Uganda or Kenya, and they're being trafficked by a drug dealer that sells drugs, or they, they're, they're forced to sell drugs for the drug dealer because he can remove himself from it. And then here in the States, sometimes it's the similar story too. Some, somebody that was befriended by a pimp or even uh, in a romantic relationship with a pimp, and then to pay for the drugs, to pay for lodging, this pimp then starts out selling this girl to other people. 
And that's, that's why it's important. Hard to prove fraud, hard to prove force or coercion because people are scared. These kids don't want to come forward. Oftentimes here in the United States too, girls that are being trafficked, they don't want to come forward because what they're doing is illegal and they know it and they've been told. So there's this lie, there's this coercion, there's this truth, but also an untruth that's being held, held on them or the threat of force to them or their family. That's some of the techniques that traffickers use to keep victims of different ages enslaved. So tell me about the significance of the name, the Exodus Road. I think for some people, it might ring a bell and be like, oh, I think I know the significance. But for some, it may just sound like a name. What, where did the name come from? And I know you've been volunteering and working with them now for seven years. Yeah. What originated that concept of the Exodus Road? It's crazy. After seven years, Adam, no one's ever asked me that. Uh, you know, I've, I've just kind of assumed why Matt named it. Matt Parker, the founder, and Laura, his wife. But for me, I imagine a guy in the fields herding sheep that used to be a prince that ran away, you know, born into a, a complicated situation uh, that saw this burning bush. And because of that encounter, went back into Egypt where his people, the Hebrew people, were enslaved and was fearful to take on this role and ended up taking on this role and kept on taking steps forward. And eventually the waters parted for him. Uh, if you've watched Prince of Egypt, I loved watching that with my kids the first time in the song, you know, Deliver Us. The waters parted and he, he, he got to lead a million people to their freedom on that path, on that road of the exodus out of their enslavement. So for me, the exodus road, how can I contribute? Can I be a small part? Can this podcast be a small part of contributing to the freedom of somebody else? It's that desire is innate in every single human being that's been alive, that, that desire to contribute to someone else's freedom in some small, seemingly insignificant way. And that's what it means to me. Great to have everybody with us for the Edge of Adventure podcast and now radio show. My name is Adam Asher. And it's great to have you with us tuning in. We're talking about something super important today. We're talking about the work that the Exodus Road does around the world, helping to find and ultimately win the freedom of slaves, real life, modern day slavery. And they're not content to just stand by. They're doing something about it. So my guest today is a volunteer. Uh, David Zock has been a volunteer with them for seven years. He has been working with them and on many occasions he's worked with them undercover and he's gone undercover and he's actually posed or pretended to be someone looking to purchase or use one of the slaves right and then you guys mm -hmm. use the video proof that you get to nab the people get the authorities involved and put an end to that garbage put an end you know and hopefully win the freedom too of some precious child. What a horrible thing that it is and what a wonderful thing that you guys are doing to help combat it. I know that you guys focus on this and you have really three particular ways that you combat human trafficking. Tell me about those. Human trafficking in general has three areas where different NGOs are pitching in, non-government organizations. There's prevention, there is intervention, which is what the Exodus Road does. We go in and we intervene. We help to find this evidence and rescue these girls. And then we try to get them into aftercare, rehabilitation, restoration, reintegration. Sometimes they need to be repatriated back to the country 
from which they were trafficked from. In India, a lot of women are being trafficked across the border into India to meet up with the demand for prostitution. So the Exodus Road's main focus is the intervention piece. And in order to do it good, we put a ton of focus on there, but we have to have great partnerships in aftercare. And so we help fund aftercare. We help find and connect through our social workers that help connect women and girls that have been trafficked and boys that have been trafficked with great art therapy, trauma therapy, organizations that know what happens to somebody when they're hurt at such a young age, especially what happens to our minds when we're hurt at such a young age. And then we also have partnerships with, you know, awareness is a big part of prevention. And so we, on the prevention side, we work with training law enforcement. We have invest a lot of funds and time into training law enforcement to help, help to spot it when it's happening. And then as a band, we get also get to partake in all those three areas too. So sometimes when the band's doing a concert, talking about the work of the Exodus Road, we get to partner with an organization here stateside in the United States that's doing aftercare. And then two years ago, today, you know how on your, your feeds show up with the history of two years before? Two years ago today, I've spent 20 years trying to like establish my songs and write songs. And, and I, I was proud when one of them hit a million plays. Well, I got kicked in the butt by a baby elephant in Thailand two years ago today. And that has like... 40 million views across the different platforms. <laughs> but the reason we were over there, we had a day off from visiting different places that help rehabilitate girls in Thailand, especially kids, my daughter's age. So it was my wife and my son and my two daughters that went over. And so we make all our bands t-shirts by some of these organizations. We got to see organizations that uh, have state of the art culinary arts facilities that teach girls new trades give them transitional employment even. So the band's t-shirts help fund those other organizations too. I just want to be part of as much of it as I can, you know, especially since I have daughters, I want them to see heroic women around the world that have given their entire lives. Like Amy Carmichael did back in the day who would dye her skin with coffee. Have you ever heard of her? She'd go into Hindu temples, she'd dye her skin with coffee and she'd disguise herself that way and then rescue young girls out of forced ritual prostitution. In one way, this is a very, very heavy edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, what we're talking about, heavy stuff, dark, dark stuff. And yet, as we mentioned before, we still believe in good. Good yeah. still exists. The light still exists. And that light always overcomes the darkness. Yeah. And let's go back seven years. Okay. okay. Let's go back before, as you, right when you were getting involved with the Exodus Road, where were you living? What were you doing? What was your, your your status of your music career at that time? And then what brought you in to the point that you would be so devoted to the work of the Exodus Road? I was down here in Nashville. I'd moved from Nebraska. My youngest daughter was two. My daughter Ava was five years old. Is that a record label? And I had a platform. I had more people listening to our songs that I ever dreamed possible when I was a kid, just playing guitar. When I was 14, I always dreamed of being a rock star, but I never dreamed that we'd get to travel around the world. We played concerts in the Netherlands, in Germany, in Canada, in uh, Denmark, and Finland. I'd never dreamed that we'd get to fly all over the world to play concerts. But I was like, man, okay, I've, I've made it to some degree. How do, what can I do with this? What can I do with what I have? And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Bono with the prayer breakfast speech that he did 
in like 06, maybe when George W. was in the White House. But he talked about a quote from an ancient prophet named Isaiah. And he said to the president, like, can America invest on the poorest of the poor in the world? Can you help forgive these third countries their debts? Bono said, quoted Isaiah saying, if you spend yourself on behalf of the powerless and the poor, uh, then your light will rise like the noonday. And he talked about the currency of the band U2 and how he invested that currency. He spent that currency on the AIDS crisis and in other ways. And it was so moving to me. And so I started writing songs with that in mind that maybe I can use some of this currency that I have, the currency of my melodies. I love how you talked about your microphone and, and electronics. You've always, been, you've always been drawn to electronics. So what if I can spend the currency of my microphone and like my friend Jeremy Cowart, a celebrity photographer that was influencing me at that time, also went to Uganda and he used his camera lens to expose a warlord. Just like a Kony 2012 video with, uh, with Invisible Children, they used their camera lens to expose this evil. And I was thinking, man, I want to do that. I went to the record label and they said, nobody wants to hear about that stuff. <laughs> we just want you to sing, you know, safe for the whole family, positive songs and keep people happy, keep people comfortable. And then when I watched Coney 2012 with my daughter, Ava, she's in tears. She's crying and she says, dad, why not God protect those boys? And it's this documentary about boy soldiers, six, seven, eight years old, carrying guns and forced to fight a really awful type of slavery. Their sisters being forced to be the child brides of generals. And so I just started writing these songs at that time, thinking that it would be my songs that would be the main thing that I did for the modern-day abolition movement. This is The Edge of Adventure. Again, my name is Adam Asher. Great to have you with us. And we've got the video podcast, the audio podcast. We've got the radio show. And, and I'm super humbled and excited by just the ways that the platform continues to grow and an opportunity today to get to talk to, to David. i if you're watching, you see the video version of the podcast, you know, I mean, I think we have kind of a kindred spirit here. It's not often, by the way, that I get to interview someone who has longer hair than it's I barely. have. You probably don't like the term rock star, right? But you, you are a, you have a rock band. That's, I think that's how you describe it. So when we come back on the other side of this break, I need you to tell us about your rock band, yeah. about, um, you know, your passion for music and for writing music and the message and all that good stuff. And we'll do that right on the other side of the break, right here on the Edge of Adventure with Adam Asher. Thanks for joining us today for The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and I'm truly honored to have you with us for these broadcasts as we get to know remarkable people who are doing remarkable things, often under very difficult circumstances. And they do it all to help others. And that's why I want to tell their stories. And that's also why I need your help. I need you to do me a favor. Look us up at theedgeofadventure.com. That's theedgeofadventure.com. You can check out the award-winning video series, see our social media, check out the recent radio broadcasts, the podcasts, the links to these great organizations. All that and more is on the site. Join the growing network of those who seek adventure and purpose online at theedgeofadventure.com. That's theedgeofadventure.com. Time now to get back to today's interview right here on The Edge of Adventure. This is The Edge of Adventure with Adam Asher. That's me. Great to have you with us as you uh, join us via the podcast or 
online, on the radio. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for sharing, sharing it out, telling other people about it. That's how we get these messages out. And today I'm, I'm talking with an amazing guest. I mean, a guy who we could just probably talk about any one aspect of his life and it'd be enough to do a whole show. But we get the privilege today of hearing about all the different things that David Zock does. And he's here today primarily representing the Exodus Road. And as we've been discussing today, he is a part of an effort to help find and free modern day slaves, in particular, those who are caught in human trafficking, sex trafficking. So we've learned a lot about that. We'll talk more. There's so much to be said there, but I do want to put it into perspective. You are a performer. You are a musician. You are a songwriter. Tell me about Remedy Drive and your heart and passion for that band and the kind of music you guys make and why you make it. I love writing melodies. Like it, it seems I never stop being excited about getting to write songs for a living to get to try to put notes in front of each other and turn them around and write guitar riffs, plug guitars. And every time I plug a guitar in, there's this little, this little clicking sound that I just remember how it made me feel so it was just like magic when I was a teenager. The first time I started playing electric guitar, there's just something about it. There's something about bending a string and make sounds. You're never sure. Like a guitar solo is always an adventure because you never know what it's going to sound like exactly. It's different every time. And that's why I love music. But I also love music because music's able to say things that words can never say. And rhymes are great. And lyric is great and important. But you don't even need it. The music alone is something that can change the world. I think it's the closest thing we have to really convincing us that this is something temporary. There's something much more. There's, there's, there's an adventure. I, I love that. The, I think music keeps me on the edge of adventure. So I'm thankful that that's what I've been able to get to do for a living for 20 years. And like I said, I'm really thankful. Like my, I have a song called daylight is coming. I'm thankful I get to travel doing this and daylight is coming. If someone said that in Norway, it would sound different, but you don't realize that a whole audience singing it back to you also sounds different. And that's an amazing experience to have a whole audience sing a lyric that I wrote back to me with an accent at the top of their lungs. There's just no feeling like that in the world. David, there is something in your music and what I hear, I hear purpose. That's what mm -hmm. I hear when I listen to your music and I hear my purpose. I hear your purpose and I hear you guys calling out to your fans saying, live for something that matters. I don't know. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, for sure. And even if it was an intentional part of a song, I think the songs itself say that anyways, because that's what's in me. I'm longing for it because I'm human. And you're longing for purpose because of the way that you were designed and the way that I was designed as we all are designed with this burning fire in our veins, woven into the very fabric of our DNA, this longing to be part of something significant and knowing that it was something that we we're designed for. And music just touches on that. Music reminds us of this ancient instinct of astonishment that we had when we were kids. It was astonishing. And we, I, I'm trying to remind myself of a song that I was born remembering, a song that you were born remembering, this part of this melody that all of nature is in on that we feel kind of left out 
of. And as we grow up, as we grow old, uh, we forget about it and all of the trappings of success and career and comfort sneak in and drown out that thing that we all have in us that says there's something for me to be part of that matters. I was designed for it. And a song just can hopefully, hopefully breathe a little bit of oxygen on that fire, just a little bit, and maybe uh, contribute to reminding someone of this purpose, reminding me for sure. It's reminding me you were made for something more. So I don't know if you've heard the song. I, I literally do say in a recent song, I want to live for something bigger than me. Yeah, I heard it. I did. Which Stronger one is than fear. Song? Brighter than apathy is the title. Okay. Brighter, yeah, brighter than that. Yeah, I heard it. It's awesome. <laughs> and when I thought of it, I again back to maybe the the fact that must have something in common. You know, as as I close the podcast or the radio show, that's something that I mention in the close every time. Is that that we, my group, the people that follow us at the Edge of Adventure, yeah. they are people that together as a group we seek to live beyond status quo, and we seek to live for something that is bigger. Than ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's a, a hunger that most people have. I, maybe I won't go so far as to say everybody has, but I think most people do. And they look for different ways to fill it and they look for different yeah. things to satisfy it and, and to, to, uh, to come up with that sense of purpose. Yeah. I challenge people and, and where I have, have found such a joy, I guess, is I, I challenge people to look for ways you know, you're writing songs, you're writing songs. That's your, that's your zone, right? In my zone, I want to tell people, listen, whatever your passion or your gift is, use it, live an adventurous life. Don't be afraid, be brave, push past the things that are holding you back. The things that, that, you know, your routines, the thing you're push past that, be brave and live with purpose. And that is always found in doing something for somebody else. And it might seem like a small thing. It might be a big thing. You don't know, but finding ways to serve others. And that is David, that's why I reached out to you and wanted to have you on the show, because if we listen and as we look at what the Exodus road is doing, the organization, the Exodus road, look them up at the Exodus road.com. Yeah. You see a group of people who have decided they can't stay silent. They can't, just look away, which might be easier. They've decided they got to do something. And you joined that work. You've found many different ways to help them out. So Matt Parker is the founder. Matt yeah. Parker, I'd love to have him on the show one day. But did he find you? Did you go looking him up saying, hey, how can I be involved? How did that happen? Well, my daughter said that about the boy soldiers and, and asked that question. I wrote it into a lyric. And Actually, in that song, the chorus is, I feel so small under the starlight because I had that sense of insignificance. Like, even if I could put the whole weight of my band on this, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice, says Martin Luther King Jr. Even if I could put my, the whole weight of my band in our community, it's still going to be so small compared to the enormity of the problem of slavery. And slavery is one problem in the midst of all these issues that we have on planet Earth right now. So I was already writing that song. I wrote another lyric. I'm a soul inside a body. I'm not a commodity. And this was in 2012. If you rewind to 2008 on the radio in Colorado Springs is my song all along. And Matt Parker was a youth worker at the time. And that song was meaningful to him. We had never met each other. And so he knew me. He knew my song. I didn't know him. He didn't know that I was writing these songs about the work that he's involved in now in 2012. 
but he's on his way to Nashville to talk to a bunch of bands and managers. All the other interviews canceled. And so it was an evening dinner that I had with him that I showed up like 10 minutes late to. As unfortunate sometimes is my custom. I, I just always get behind. And I show up and I say, I want to partner with an organization like this because I'm, I'm writing an album about this. And the more I read about what you're doing, Matt, I love it. It's heroic. And then I find out this guy sitting across the table from me has three kids. I have three kids. And I, I just had the idea in my head, hey, if I'm going to be singing about this, if I'm going to be representing your organization and talking about it, what do you think about maybe taking me over with you so I can see it with my own eyes and be able to talk about it more accurately, but also have my heart more wrapped up into it? And he said, well, I'm all for that, but you should talk to your wife first. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. Great to have you with us as we listen today and share this program in a whole host of different ways. We're on the radio, we're podcasting and video podcasts. So whatever you want to do, however you prefer to watch and join the show, I'm just thankful that you're here. We talk about things that matter. We talk about adventure. We talk about purpose. And today we're talking with a guy who has lived and does live a very adventurous life, a life that is purposeful. And he has a bunch of different things that he does. And he's a super interesting guy. But today we're focusing primarily on a couple of different things. One is his rock band called Remedy Drive. Look him up at remedydrive.com. And if you want to hear his story in particular and hear more about the Exodus Road, then just add uh, at the end of the website there, remedydrive.com slash David Zock. And Zock is spelled Z-A-C-H. Okay, David, yeah, uh, amazing stories. The Exodus Road, working so hard to make a difference in the lives of these, these young, in many cases, very, very young children around the world. Tell me now, as listeners, what are the things they could do to help? What are the things they can do perhaps to help you at the Exodus Road? But in general, to help a potential victim? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to toss that question to you. So there are so many people in the band's community, people I meet at my kids' sports games, that have texted Remedy to 51555, which is a great starting point because you'll get updates on your phone when a raid is made that, that ends in success, that ends in a rescue. So when we rescue five kids in India, you'll get a text on your phone that says five survivors were rescued in India. Or just two days ago, we helped to arrest several traffickers in Latin America. So you'll get those updates. You're, you'll be on the team. You're going to be finding out. You'll have a chance to put the word out. And at the pulpit of your digital congregation, a tweet or a post is a great way to start. It's a great way to get your feet wet in joining us. If you have like a youth group or a poker night or a, a group of friends or yourself, you could fund a night of investigations at uh, like 40 bucks a month. So that's a really cool thing to do too. Cause then you're part of Charlie team down in Latin America or alpha team in Southeast Asia or Bravo team in India. And then here in the States, you could be part of sponsoring a team, putting that team out into the field. There's a girl and this is going to sound crazy, but she did it. She was in Iowa. She ran a 5k in stiletto high heels. And she used that, that running of a 5k to raise awareness 
and to raise funds for the Exodus Road. And I collected a bunch of stories like hers on the website, remedydrive.com slash action, just because I don't think there's a really great answer uh, for exactly what you can do. But you touched on it earlier. You've always liked microphones and video cameras and stuff like that. I have too, and I have a band. That's my platform. That's a currency I had to invest in movements of justice and mercy and compassion and freedom. And whoever's listening, you also have something unique that we don't have. You have your own sphere of influence. You have your own unique voice. You have your fingerprints. And there's a chance for your fingerprints to be part of this modern day underground railroad in some seemingly small way that's going to have huge impact. And if you don't use your voice, then nobody's going to, I can't use your voice. You can use your voice. You're the only one that's going to ever have your voice. You're, you're the only one that's going to have your unique creativity that you could bring to the front lines of this fight, your imagination, the currency of your life. You can spend it on this. And someday when slavery is but a mere memory, they're going to look back and they're going to remember the day when the righteous rose up out of indifference. I like that picture you got up there. Ordinary heroes. Justice, as Matt Parker from the Exodus Road says, justice is in the hands of the ordinary. And if you're thinking, well, Adam can talk about this kind of stuff because he, he travels the world, or David can because he has a band and travels the world. Well, you can too. And I'm not quite sure how, but start by texting Remedy to 51555 or jumping on that Instagram page and getting informed. So, David, how many people are we talking in the history of the Exodus Road? Do you have any kind of number or idea as to how many people have been rescued from human trafficking? Yeah. So a couple years ago, exactly, I was in Cambodia when I made a video celebrating a thousand rescues, and we're coming up on 1,500 rescues right now, which is really exciting. 1,500 people that were enslaved that are rescued. 800 traffickers have been arrested. And when you arrest a trafficker, that keeps that trafficker from harming other potential victims. And so part of the reason why the work of the Exodus Road is so important and why it's so uncomfortable, but sometimes at Adventure, we go in and we get frisked a lot of times by traffickers. You know, sometimes I'll get, I'll go up a elevator and a trafficker will pat me down looking for cameras, looking for weapons. And there's no way out of that facility if it's a hotel, except back down that same elevator he got up. But why do we have to get so close? Why do we have to pretend? It's because we want to dismantle these criminal networks. We want to send a message to everybody that's partaking in this, whether it's the customers or the traffickers themselves, that this is going to get more dangerous because there's more people like us that are going to be there watching and looking and trying to expose these deeds that they're doing in darkness. David, I like how you, I mean, I'm going to kind of paraphrase what you said. It's not that we can all do the same thing, but we can all do something. And the yeah. important thing is, is to not take the gifts that we've been given and the skills that we've accrued through our lifetime and let them go to waste. Yeah. We should use them and use them somehow, use them for good somehow, just like you guys are doing. So before we wrap up the show, I've got a couple final questions for you. Tell me though about this concept that you have of being a soul, not a commodity hmm. a song about it, but help us understand what you mean by that. So that song started when philanthropist from Texas, she used her currency, which was money, to help take down and really minimize Joseph Coney's impact on slavery and, and drive his, his work into the shadows. But she wrote an article that said sometimes as Westerners, we go over and we put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. 
So that's where the song started with. I don't need a Band-Aid for my bullet hole. I don't need a brand name pharmaceutical. Let me a hand. Stay with me in the cold. Show me the plan, the way back to the beautiful. And then I named my son Jack because my wife wouldn't let me name him Clive Staples after my favorite author, <laughs> C.S. Lewis. But C.S. Lewis, his friends, he didn't like his name either. So he, his friends called him Jack. But he said we're something along the lines of we're, we're oh, I don't remember the quote. I think he said we're souls inside a body. And then I took that with Frederick Douglass, the abolitionist who wrote the North Star newspaper. He says, the soul that is within me, no man can degrade. So this idea that it's not just skin and bones, somebody in front of us that's being bought and sold. This is, this is a soul, this beautiful design that none of us really quite understand, uh, this Im immortal essence of somebody else in front of me. And there are people that are reducing them to mere commodities and selling them. And in the music industry, I felt like they were reducing my melodies to mere commodities and shrink wrapping the, the deepest thoughts from my soul and reducing it to the lowest common denominator. So that was where some of that angst came from too, with that line. David, then final question, then we'll wrap things up. I want to be sure we give out all the information, leave enough time to give all the contact information, all the different things, different ways they can get involved or get connected with you guys, I should say. But let's let's wrap it up with this, you know, okay? We're saying you should do something. The person out there who listens to this says, oh, I know, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, but I'm ordinary. Hmm. I'm ordinary. I can't, I mean, what difference can I, I'm ordinary. Your response to such thinking. It has been the great privilege of my life to get to meet people like you, Adam, people like Matt, and Laura Parker, seemingly ordinary people who have stepped into extraordinary roles in the arena of freedom and justice and mercy, compassion. Unlike Liam Neeson's character in that Taken movie that, that we talked about earlier, I don't possess a particular set of skills. I'm just a songwriter. <laughs> My wife's a domestic engineer, but I have seen students. I've seen teachers. I've seen doctors. I've seen law enforcement officers bravely step up into a role and do things that they could never imagine themselves doing. I've been undercover with people, uh, a Porsche rally car driver recently, mom of like three adult kids that went undercover with me. She stepped into this role because she cared. And there is something about the way you're designed. There's this resilience to you. You have a fire that I'm still discovering in myself. My daughters are bringing it out in me. You have something to offer and it's not true that you don't. And you're going to hear it from other people. You're going to hear it from yourself that you don't have anything to offer, but you have something to offer. You have an extraordinary contribution to make in these arenas. My guest today on the Edge of Adventure with Adam Asher has been David Zock. He joined us today because he's got a heart for this organization called the Exodus Road. We've learned about them today an amazing story. We really only scratched the surface. I encourage you to look up more information about this remarkable organization, what they do, and find out how you can help, how you can be involved. The website is theexodusroad.com, theexodusroad.com. And as mentioned, you can also text the word REMEDY to 51555. If you want to learn more about David in particular, about his band and about his heart for people around the world who are caught in horrible slavery, he calls himself an uh, abolitionist. That's how he describes himself. And if you want to learn more about him, go to remedydrive.com slash David Zock. 
you know what, you'll find it there. Just go to remedydrive.com. You'll get to find him and uh, the other band members, see their heart, get to know them, enjoy their music. And just sense that, that real calling and purpose that comes through for them. And it also is conveyed that they believe that you have that same sense of calling and purpose. Fantastic radio show. Fantastic show today. David, thanks for all you do. Thanks for the time. And I just get to wrap up this show knowing I got a new friend. And I yeah. think that's uh, that's a pretty amazing thing. You're a remarkable guy. I'm excited to maybe meet you on the other side of the world someday. I, I listened to your episode about Honduras and there's places I haven't been yet. So maybe we'll we'll end up together overseas or, or here I'd someday. Love that. It'd be amazing. I'd love that. Very impressed with your heart and your skill. And we have talked today about your band called Remedy Drive. I want everybody to look up that information, follow you, buy your songs, support you in any way that they can. And if it's okay with you, I've actually got a song queued up from you. It's the one you mentioned earlier called Brighter Than Apathy. And with your permission, I'd yep. like to let that song wrap the program for today. I feel like it'd be a perfect ending to a great conversation. David Zock from the Exodus Road and from the band Remedy Drive. You can look them up at remedydrive.com. Let's take a listen now to Brighter Than Apathy. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here on the Edge of Adventure. It feels useless I must on my own I can't do this With just five loves just two fish I got my microphone And my music This voice I own I'm gonna use it One note at a time In a firefight Pushing back on the shadow In the twilight And the movement It's unstoppable If you got your soul I got rock and roll When I'm riding So we don't stop before Break up blue fire From the days of old My name is Adam Asher, host and creator of the award-winning video series, The Edge of Adventure, which takes us to some of the most remote corners of the globe to witness some of the most inspiring acts of service on the planet. A video series, a podcast, and now a radio show. Check it out at theedgeofadventure.com.